welcome to WNW World News of the Week. We're your hosts. I'm Maya. And I'm Maya's dad, Jeremy. And this is the show that gets the conversation started in your home. Um, today we have a special guest. Margo. We're getting Mar- we're getting good with the special effects. Yeah, now. Margo, you were on a different episode. What episode were you on? I was on the Christmas Returns episode. And one other. Um, the predictions for 2024. That's right. So you're our first, second, and third time guest. Yeah. Great to have you back, Margo, my dear daughter. Okay. <laughs> we invite you to stay tuned for questions to keep the conversation going at the end of the show. And please follow the show and tell friends. And listen next week. Tell the friends of friends of friends to follow the show. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And we, this week we have a good incentive. Um, we... It was just dad's birthday, and so for his birthday, I got, like, like we have hats on right now, <laughs> and I have a mug with water in it, and we also oh. got stickers. So it all has, like, the logo on it, and the stickers on the back of the computer, um, and once we reach 250 um, listeners... For one episode? For one episode, then we are going to um, do a giveaway. So, so listen. Yeah, and tell your friends because once we reach 250 listeners, then then that hat could be yours. Yeah. What are our sponsors today? Um, mine's Lego because I've been pretty bored this week since my skiing starts at 12. So <laughs> I've been building Lego. Margo, what's your sponsor? Um, my grandpa Zeta because he came over for my dad's birthday. That's right. We had a great visit with Zeta, and mine is. Mirrors, because without mirrors, we'd have no idea what we Well, yeah, but like. you could do like FaceTime or something. You just like FaceTime yourself. Yeah, I think mirrors are kind of like lower tech. I think the idea is that if yeah. we didn't have mirrors, we might not have the... FaceTime? Yeah. But you okay. also just ask someone what you look like. What you look like, yeah. <laughs> today we are... Okay, we're joking around, but we we have a pretty serious topic today. And I'm sure it's one that a lot of people, a lot of our listeners have heard about at some level in the news. Um, you know, there's a tragedy in Russia Alexei Navalny was killed, um, overwhelmingly likely by Vladimir Putin's agents. Uh, so our topic today is Ukraine, Republicans, and the death of Alexei Navalny. We're going to get to all of that. But first, we're going to start with some basic details about um, Alexei Navalny's story so that those who don't know that well, you know, who, who he is, will quickly get up to speed. Um, he, was, he had a wife and two children. He was really, really close with his wife. And when he died at the age of 47, his wife vowed to, like, keep doing his work and try to, like, like, kind of, like, be him. Yeah, kind of bring yeah. bring freedom to, to, to bring greater greater freedom and, and, and clamp down on corruption in Russia. Yeah. Um, he had 6 million YouTube subscribers. All of his videos, like, I, love, I watched one. It's like, if they kill me, it means that we are strong. Um, like, before he died, obviously. So yeah, yeah, so he was he was he, he had quite a following, and people wanted to hear what he had to say, both inside Russia and outside. There um, were some other facts. He tried to run for the mayor of Moscow, um, July twenty seventh, twenty thirteen. He registered to be a candidate for mayor, um, and then the next day, so July eighteenth, twenty thirteen, he was arrested. Um, which I feel like is kind of like annoying and like sad. Well, yeah, I mean, I think what it meant was they were already. The they were police kind of were already, yeah, they were already very concerned about his power, and they were doing whatever they could to derail him. Um, he was allowed to run for mayor, but he didn't. 
he, he didn't win. He came in second. Yeah, but but it, it's unclear whether the election was fair or not. And, yeah. and uh, in Russia, they tend not to have fair elections. <laughs> um, on December 13th, 2016, he wasn't allowed to run against Putin for president. Yeah, that's, um, again, a sign, I think, that of trouble brewing for him, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, on April 27th, 2017, he was attacked by police for... Act- he was attacked by police who were acting for Putin. Right. They sprayed some chemicals in his face. He lost most of his sight. In one eye, yeah. So they started to, you know, basically ramp up their harassment and intimidation of him. Yeah. Um, on August 20th, 2020, something was, like, mixed in his tea in the airport, um, and he was evacuated to Germany. And then sometime in 2021, he returned back to Russia, which is kind of a- confusing to a lot of people, and we're going to come to a few reasons and for why he returned yeah. yeah margo i think you had a question yeah why did putin um fear navali and what did he do to stop him putin like most dictators fears almost anything almost any threat he uh, had left office because of the russian constitution forced him to leave office and he tried to he came back um after someone else served as Dmitry Medvedev served as president for a brief period of time, I think four years. And um, and he really decided he would just stay forever. And anyone who wants to stay forever has to forget the Constitution. They have to start breaking laws and they have to start pushing back against people like Alexei Navalny, who were challenging things like financial corruption, uh, lack of freedom of the press in Russia. And he was publishing these reports on Putin, on how Putin was misusing funds, including for a, a massive... Uh, just a massive home that he built as a summer home, uh, apparently a home that was built for over a billion dollars. It's very hard to build a home for that amount. Um, And, uh, and so Putin just, just kind of saw the threat coming and, and, and did whatever he could to clamp down on him. And and Maya mentioned, you know, that that he had agents throw poison at him uh, on more than one occasion. And then finally he imprisoned him in, uh, an, an Arctic compound far removed from, you know, any civilization. And, um, you know, he ultimately killed him. So he, Putin, the reason why is because Putin was afraid of him. Simple as that. Um, why? So Maya, you're saying, you, you, you know, you did some homework on this. Why would Navalny come back to Russia after being poisoned on this flight? Like, shouldn't he have just stayed in Germany? Um so I think that he went back after getting poisoned because he knew his life was kind of at risk and was going to end soon. So he kind of, I think he just kind of wanted to make the most of it. I was like, well, you know, this is what I have to do. So I'm just going to do it and hope for the best. That sounds quite brave. Um, yeah. Um, the second reason is that people thought that's who he was. Like he needed Putin gone and he couldn't do that from where he was. Um, and then a third reason is people think that he thought that people would have, like, a strong reaction to coming back. And they would, like, protest, and, like, they would help him. But that really just did not happen until after his death. Yeah, I mean, it happened a little bit, but, but yeah. Pe- really. People are generally afraid of being public and supporting him because of... Because, because Putin would hurt them. Okay, Margot, you had a question. How, how do you know that Putin killed Alexei Navalny? Right, so how do we know... Um, so there's a whole bunch of evidence that's making it seem very clear. First of all, you know, they won't 
they won't give Alexei Navalny's body back to his parents to be to be buried because um, they probably know that that whether he's got bruises all over him or he yeah. was poisoned, that you can do what's called an autopsy and you can take a sample of his blood, let's say, and, and run tests and determine that he was he was killed. So the fact that they won't return his body suggests that they know that you know that there's a lot of evidence that he was he was killed. They also completely broke with. Um, you know, out of nowhere, Navalny's schedule completely changed the day that he was killed. So um, they had a they had a series of surprise inspections the like night before. Happened? They had um, a, a series of in, a series of in, infections, uh, inspe- sorry, inspections, um, and you know, just to like, I, I think it was a it was a ruse. They weren't really inspecting anyone. I think they were. It's a very good question, Marco. I think they were they were just trying to um, create some sort of some sort of reason, claim that he failed an inspection or, or maybe I, I think possibly get everyone um, into their cells. That way they couldn't see that Navalny was taken away because they were afraid that maybe yeah. that would cause problems. There's a whole bunch of very mysterious stuff that happened uh, the day before Navalny was killed. And, and, and it seems very, very obvious that, um, that, yeah, that, 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 that the government was behind it. Right, what was the reaction to Navalny's death in Russia? A bishop was arrested for planning a public prayer in his honor. Two people had like pictures of him in their backpacks and they got arrested. People laid flowers in a memorial and were arrested. People thought that Putin was not going to arrest these people um, or hurt these people, etc. Because there's an election coming up really soon. And if I, like if, let's say I support him so much, I don't. Um, and he puts dad in jail. His dad was leaving flowers for him. I may not vote for him and that may be a problem. To put to Putin, if enough people do that, what was the reaction <clears throat> in the U.S. Dad? Yeah, I mean there was there was a lot of bipartisan, which means both parties, both the Democrats and the Republicans, um, you know, condemning Navalny's death. Uh, you know, there's Mark Warner, who is the you know chairman of the Senate Intelligence Committee, said the death of Alexei Navalny is yet another heartbreaking reminder of who Vladimir Putin is—a bloodthirsty tyrant who thinks he can get away with anything. Um, you know, Senator John Barrasso from Wyoming, a Republican, Putin's regime is pure evil. Putin's cronies murdered Alexei Navalny for having the courage to stand up for freedom. And it really goes on. Um, and, you know, Donald Trump said nothing. Uh, Joe Biden said something right away and he's, and he's introducing sanctions, but Donald Trump said nothing except today. He finally compared himself to Alexei Navalny. He talked about how he's, he's a persecuted, uh, he's, he's being persecuted by the state and Donald Trump is, uh, is claiming that he's persecuted by the state. It's just absolutely preposterous. And- what did a Republican senator, um, what did a Republican senator say, senator say about Putin last week? So last week, Ron Johnson, who's, uh, Senator from Wisconsin said that Vladimir Putin, and again, keep in mind who Putin is. He just he sure this was prior to him killing Navalny, but he had uh, he'd invaded Ukraine, and he had <clears throat> he had an American hostage in Evan Gershkovich, a a, uh, a Wall Street Journal reporter in jail. And Ron Johnson said that Putin was quote unquote at the top of his game, and he was basically complimentary of Putin. And Donald Trump said last week that he hopes that Putin attacks NATO allies. So he hopes that Russia attacks American friends uh, and that actually could trigger a war, uh, you know, if he attacks American friends in Europe. Um, Republicans last week couldn't pass an aid package in the House. They passed in the Senate with some support from Republicans. Um, They wouldn't pass it in the House uh, that would support Ukraine last week. 
because Donald Trump told them not to. Uh, so, you know, it's really a bit of a disaster right now. Um, and uh, I think that part of the reason why Putin took this action against Navalny now is because he knew that the United States is very divided and he knew the Republicans are kind of uh, I, I, in his pocket. I mean, he, he knows that he can count on Republicans not to take action against him. How does all this intersect with Ukraine? Navalny was a supporter of the Ukrainians. Putin has attacked any. Putin has attacked Ukraine to distract from his corruptions and failings. He has basically silenced anyone who reveals how corrupt and unnecessary this war is, especially in the lead up to his fake to his fake election in March. It is all part of a paranoia and need to hang on, and it is all about controlling information. If you silence critics and control the social media, you can do what you want. What can anyone do about Putin? Well, the Republicans like seem poised to do nothing, and um, they're saying the war is over and that there's no need to fight against Putin, uh, which to me they're saying because it's, it's futile, which to me is insane. Because after Ukraine, what next? You know, if he yeah. if he controls Ukraine, maybe he attacks Finland next, or he attacks Poland next. Poland's a pretty easy target. Poland kind of... you'd really honestly just need him to, like, die, and then everything will kind of just be over. Yeah, except except there there might be someone just as bad in this place. It's very yeah. it's very tricky. The best and, and and cheapest way that anyone can confront Putin is by funding the war in Ukraine and by, by yeah. backing Ukrainians and sending them, you know, weapons and money. And as, as, as sad as that is, I mean, we don't like to see a war, but we have to... I think it's critical that we back... Ukraine, um, Ukraine is, is bearing a terrible cost, and if Ukraine loses, it, it becomes much, much worse. Um, and I think the other things we can do, the, you know, that we're doing this soon. Uh, on Friday, Joe Biden is announcing more sanctions against Russia, and sanctions are a form. Yeah, good question. Sanctions are a form of um, they're they're preventing uh, Americans from from doing business with Russia and Russia from doing business with the United States. So it, it, it's sort of an attempt to to choke off uh, his um, choke off his the money coming to the country. I, I think one thing that we could do is last year India purchased forty seven billion dollars from Russia, which kept the Russian economy going. I don't know if if countries can come together to pressure India to stop buying Russian oil, but that would be a very very yeah. dramatic move. So, um, you know. There, there, there isn't a lot we can do. He's gonna, he's gonna run again in March for sure. He's not. He's gonna, he's gonna easily win because it's a fake election, uh, and he's probably after that going to start harming more people. He's gonna start to, yeah. um, he's gonna start to, to to arrest more people who oppose him because he'll have that level of freedom. And and it'll be interesting to see what happens with Navalny's wife. Yeah, because she's gonna push, and if he arrests her or harms her or tries to poison her. I, I, also, they have kids. They have kids, yeah, for sure. I, I don't. I don't. I, I would hope that there'd be a very strong reaction. I mean, there should have been a stronger reaction to that. Yeah. Why is Vladimir Putin so mean? It's a good question. Um, I think, you know, I'm not sure that he necessarily started out that way. I don't think people start out, you know, as mean people. Uh, you know, I think he's someone who has slowly realized that. Um, he, when he when he became president the first time, he I feel, like, I feel like he's kind of like addicted to power, and so he wants like if he is being challenged, to, like if he's going to lose his power, then he's going to do anything to stop that person or group of people. So I think he's not really trying to be mean. 
I think he just doesn't want his power challenged. But he is a mean person, and he is yes. an evil person. And and when he started as president, he didn't intend to be this. Um, I don't think he he was he was sort of playing ball with 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 uh, with the United States. He was trying to get along because he thought that was in his interests. And when he realized that he could steal from his people without with with impunity, which means without being punished, and he, when he realized that he, he invaded Georgia first before he invaded not the state of Georgia where your, where your uncle lives, but Georgia as a country beside beside Russia, um, and no one did anything, you know, he thought he got a little bit more greedy and unfortunately a little bit more ambitious. And so he's sort of, you know, Margot, it's a good question. He he's sort of become more and more evil with time because he's been permitted to do so. And he, and Maya's right to just to try to defend himself. Um, okay. okay. We, have, we have questions. To keep, we have questions to keep the conversation going. Oops. Um, okay. So are there any ways that you could support Navalny or a Russian opposition? Um, um, one, you could call your congressman and tell him or her to vote for the aid, aid package, especially if that, person or your congressman is a republican yeah that's right um okay what else um do you think that navalny's wife will be successful in following her foot her husband's footsteps if not like what do you think will happen yeah, like what's the future of russia if, if there yeah. is no opposition okay um, three what is an important issue you would take risks for that's so right. it could be ukrainian the war right now it could be the war going on in israel it could be yeah anything that matters to you what, yeah. what what's something you would you would you would take a risk for in your own life so that's the story of a you know it's a really tragic time in russia and um we hope that there's a strong opposition and the russian people get a better leader than vladimir putin and that the united states has a better job of standing up to him and uh on that note i guess a, a less excitable thank you thank you for listening thank you for listening listen next week bye bye bye